Have you ever thought about how the New Testament letters got written? Welcome back to Good Hope Weekly. I wanted to start by sharing with you my list of information that I gathered on the topic of light and darkness. Now, what I've done is I've taken my theme list and I've put one of those themes at the top of each page here. And then I've gone through and listed the verses that had more information on that theme and then a little note to myself about what I learned from that verse. So, for example, for light and darkness, uh, I found in verse 5 of chapter 1, God is light with no darkness in him. Uh, In chapter 1, verse 7, we walk in the light and have fellowship with God. Uh, And then so on and so forth. Just little notes to myself to see how that theme develops over the course of the letter. And I'm hoping that by the end of the book, I'll have uh, one of these for each theme. And I can look and see what John had to say about light and darkness throughout the course of the book and see how that developed over time. Now, I made one of these for each of the themes, and some of them are still rather blank because we just haven't gotten to that theme yet, but it's ready for whenever we get to it. Um, So it took a little bit of extra time this week because I had to go back and look at previous verses, Um, but I'm hoping that in the future, this will be ready to go as soon as I encounter another one of those themes. It was also interesting looking at the concept of it being an old commandment versus a new commandment or how it could possibly be both. And I enjoyed reading uh, in some commentaries and things like that where they explain what it means that Jesus was giving a new commandment, which was really just a repeat of an old commandment. But what changed is that Jesus came as the example and what God was calling us to was to truly live the way that Jesus called us to live. All right, this week we're going to be looking at 1 John chapter 2, verses 12 through 14. Read along with me. I am writing to you, little children, because your sins have been forgiven you for his name's sake. I am writing to you, fathers, because you know him who has been from the beginning. I am writing to you, young men, because you have overcome the evil one. I have written to you, children, because you know the Father. I have written to you, fathers, because you know him who has been from the beginning. And I have written to you, young men, because you are strong and the word of God abides in you, and you have overcome the evil one. Recently, I was listening to a podcast where they explained how letters were written to the early church. In that time setting, it wasn't like letter writing is today. The resources required in order to send a letter from one city to another city uh, was much more involved than they are today. And so it wasn't something where they would just uh, doodle away at paper. Um, It was something that was a cost and it was expensive and it, it required that you utilize the resources appropriately. Right now, as I sit at my desk, I've got scraps of paper and, and, and even little post-it notes and all kinds of things where I could easily scratch down a, a, a comment to a friend, and then I could put it into an envelope, stick a stamp on it, and trust that the mail will deliver it where it needs to go. And if he has questions about it whenever he gets it, then my friend can just call me on the phone to get clarification. That wasn't the way that things worked in the early church. I'm certainly no history expert, and so I couldn't possibly pretend to explain everything to you about how the letter writing process worked. If you're curious about learning more about it, 
send me a message and I'll get you a, a link to that podcast that I listened to. I think what I took away from it the most was just how scarce the resources were for sending letters and how precious every square inch of the parchment you were using was to the person who was pinning the letter. So there wasn't room for idle words or for trailing off. Sometimes whenever we read the letters, we can feel like, oh, Paul's just getting carried away or Peter's just rambling on and on. But that's not the case. And so when John writes this passage of Scripture, he is writing it with intention. He is intentionally using space on a limited resource in order to convey this message. Here it kind of sounds like he's being repetitive, talking about little children and fathers and young men and then going through the list again. But he's doing it on purpose. And so I want us to slow down through this, these three verses, and really think about what is John saying to these groups of people? What is he trying to convey by even coming up with the groups that he's come up with? And so what I want you to do this week is I want you to think about who do the children represent? Who do the fathers represent? Who do the young men represent? And what is it that he's trying to convey to each of them by saying the things he's saying? Now, there's repetition, but there's also little variants on the repetition, which is a very common thing to do in poetry. So this is a little bit of poetic verse that John felt was so important, he included it in the limited resource of the letter writing process in order to convey a very important message to the church. And I think that it's important even for us today. So take some time this week, and I want you to look at two things. One, who are the groups that he's addressing? Who do they represent? And two, what is it that he's trying to convey in that message to them? I want to say thanks to everybody who's been watching and following along and commenting on the Facebook group. And even if you haven't been commenting in the Facebook group, I appreciate you watching. Now, if you have any comments or questions or ideas about how we can make this better, I'd love to get that feedback from you. Also, even just like a like on the post or on the video or even a, a text message just to say, hey, I've been watching your videos. That would really help me know if this is something that's worth continuing. Now, I promise you, we're going to get all the way through 1 John, but after we get done with 1 John, I'd kind of like to know if this is something we keep doing through other books of the Bible. That's all for today. I'll see you next week. For you, I would love to hear those... That... that <laughs> <laughs>